Hello and welcome to Live Conversation on Alatra TV. My name is Olga. My co-host today is Steve. Hi, Steve. And uh, today we're going to meet a wonderful guest who's uh, joining us. Uh, his name is Daryl Glaze. Daryl is an inspirational addiction recovery speaker, motivator, coach, and an ordained minister for over 20 plus years. And today, together with Daryl, we're going to learn a little bit more about him. And also, we're going to talk about the project Creative Society, which is organized by people all over the world. It is a unique project because people themselves have um, came together to see what can we do in order to build a better future for everyone. So Daryl, um, we'll talk about Creative Society a little bit later. So Daryl, please tell us a little bit more about you. Thank you, Olga. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, once again, my name is Daryl, and uh, and you know it's it's very very interesting about how this all came about in, in my life. And uh, just look a little bit about me. Originally born and raised in Chicago, now currently lived in, in Minnesota, where I've lived for uh, over thirty years now. And in the process of that, uh, had the opportunity to learn a lot when it comes to helping people that struggle with addictions. Uh, one of the things that uh, I found out a long time ago is that, is that the mental health part that goes into helping someone to cover coming out of addiction or still dealing with addiction. And one of the things that how I got into what I'm doing as far as motivational speaking and coaching people who are in recovery is that a coworker of mine one time is we both worked at this at a, at a treatment place uh, called Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge right here in the Twin Cities, uh, which is a wonderful faith-based and dual diagnosis program. Uh, we were asked the question, asking ourselves the question one day, why is it that we have so many people that come through our program? And although we have a, a high success rate, we still see a lot of people after getting all the tools and all the things that they need have a tendency to relapse. And in that process of relapse, we, we just couldn't figure out how come they kept coming back over and over again. But one thing we found out is that they really experienced something different with us because there was a love factor and we really had their best interest at hand. But the other factor, which was kind of disturbing to us is why they kept falling off. Why did they keep relapsing? So I sat down on a quest and I sat down with a couple of, with somewhere in the neighborhood of close to a hundred recovering addicts. And the answers I found were shocking. Some were very successful in their recovery and then there were some that weren't. But one thing I found was this, is that the ones who were actually not successful in their recovery were ones who focused solely on recovery. In other words, they figured that the only way that they were gonna do life was make sure they were gonna always focus on their sobriety in every area of their life and not live life. Where the others who were very successful, not only focused on their recovery, but they also focused on the important things in life. Whether they wanted to go back to school and get that degree or even get that diploma, whether they wanted to get a certain to work a certain job or whether they wanted to go after that dream business that they've always desired. They found something more to build their life on, which is why I, I came up with the phrase that life is bigger and building the life bigger than recovery. So being able to do this, I stretched out into what I like to call a program called Motivation Through Recovery. Motivation Through Recovery is, a, is, is my, uh, my thing where I actually speak to treatment centers, to events, uh, to conferences, 
to people who are struggling with drugs and alcohol and show them that life is more than just recovery. They may be in the process of recovery, but what we found is in the process of recovery, people can have a tendency to get very bored and very complacent uh, in that process. And when that happens, they forget and they go back to what's familiar instead of going forward and start living life. Daryl, that's, that's, I love that, you know, motivation through recovery. It's going through it. It's not staying there all your life. We, I, I commend you what you're doing. It's so powerful. We do want to get to know you a little more personally. We have an amazing crack team of IT experts around the world who have scoured the internet looking for pictures of you. <laughs> Our producer is going to pull these up on the screen now. If you would just kind of give us some more personal inside of you and tell us a little bit more as you look at this collage. Can we see the collage, please? Ah, okay. Well, if you if you look over to to my my far left, probably your right. Uh, that's one of the events that I actually uh, I that I actually have done in the past. Uh, one of the things I also do, I don't also work just with uh, recovering addicts, but I also work with their loved ones. Uh, I did a talk not too long ago called, called the uh, the uh, the loving family, the other victim in recovery, and that workshop that you see there. Uh, it talk, it's talking exactly about that, about how to help your loved one move, how to help the your person, you, you, you as the as a person that's excuse me, as a person who is uh, supporting the one that's in recovery, how to move from enabler to coach? Because a lot of times we don't know exactly the right thing to say, the right thing to do when somebody is struggling with addictions, and because we don't know that, we become more of their victim than we do of actually helping them in their recovery. So I do a workshop called From Enabler to Coach, Helping Your Loved One Through the Journey of Recovery, teaching you some do's and don'ts in order to help yourself and keep yourself safe in the process as they're going through the process of recovery and still be able to help them along the process as long as they're willing to help, to have, to, uh, have the help. Also, I see in the middle there where it's where the big words where it says Zoom. I also do an online presentation for treatment centers. Uh, when, when the COVID hit, when the pandemic hit, a lot of opportunities to go into treatment centers and speak became very minimal, almost, as a matter of fact, it became non-existent. So just like a lot of other people had to do, I also had to pivot and offer opportunity for me to come into treatment centers without coming into your facility. So we did an actual Zoom class or Zoom meetings that would allow us to actually go into treatment centers via Zoom and be able to talk to their uh, people who are in recovery, be able to talk to the ones who are working on their sobriety. Uh, that last picture over on the on the far side there, where it's got me uh, looking like I'm like I'm pretty intelligent there. Uh, well, that picture there is a picture of me speaking at a conference out in uh, Stillwater, Minnesota, uh, to, a, to actually to a bunch of entrepreneurs, talking to them about about uh, what we can do not only as as people who are in recovery, but also people who oh, could be able to motivate and how to be able to encourage yourself on a regular basis in the process. Very nice. Thank you for sharing. And my other question is, what, Daryl, what motivates you to help people, to, um, to inspire people every day? Well, when it comes to, to motivate people every day is something I enjoy doing. I like seeing people change. I, I root for the underdog. That's one, one of the reasons why I enjoy working with people who struggle with addictions. Because there's not, in my opinion, there has never been more of a of a of a society or more of a collective amount of people who have been 
who have been maligned by the police, who have been uh, who have been hurt over and over again. You've been you've been held accountable for the things you've done. However, you haven't had a, been shown a way on how to come out of it and how to stay out of it. So I, that's what motivates me every day. Uh, one of the things that I love more than anything else is that I, I love to see somebody who everybody has given up on, from the judges to the, the to the family uh, to you name it has given up on somebody and all of a sudden they just hear the right word. They just hear the right thing. They hear something that finally touches their heart where they finally say to themselves, enough is enough. And I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to have a better life. And I love having the opportunity to see those very things take place on a regular basis. Wow. Daryl, we're gonna transition and talk about Creative Society. One of the things that we're all about is it takes personal responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility to get involved. And so often people, people like look in this look at themselves and go, so there's nothing I can do. I'm just one person. What can I do? I don't have a big resume. My resume is too weak. How would you encourage someone that says, you know what, you're enough. Uh, take a look. What's on your own resume? What would you tell these people? Well, first thing I would tell them, Steve, well, what's it? What is on your resume? <laughs> the first thing I would I'll talk to them about is that look, you have had success before in the past. You have done something of great magnitude, either something for yourself or something for someone else. If you go back and take a look at those things and you see what you've accomplished, it makes you begin to feel good and makes you believe that you are worthy, that you are, that you are someone that could be a part of this. Not only that, but if you realize that you've already done it once, you can do it again. There's no shortage. There's an opportunity for you to step up and get to another level helping someone or helping yourself in a position where you can be more of a blessing, so to speak, to other people. So, I think one of the things you have to do is you have to examine what's on your resume. What are some of the things you've done in the past? Because our minds are always inundated with so much information, with so much good things, so many bad things. So we get inundated with all that stuff on a regular basis that we have a tendency to either bury or just flat out forget the good things, the great accomplishments that we've made in our past. Yes, thank you so much. And to remind our viewers about the project Creative Society, to learn more, you can visit alatraunites.com. And Creative Society is a global project, and it is unique in all respects, as it is initiated by the people themselves, those people of goodwill from all over the world who are united today with a goal of changing the world for the future. And after all, today we understand that we live in this consumerist format of society, or in other words, we live in this inhumane format uh, of relationship of one person towards another. And that needs to change. We need to put human life as the highest value. And Daryl, can you please tell us how do you envision creative society in which all people live happy, safe, prosperous life? Uh, including you, your family, and all the people in the world. How would you see this world? I think the first thing we have to realize is not about us. It, it's real easy to, to, to make things about us as we grow in our success, as we grow in, 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 in knowledge and wisdom and things of that nature. It's real easy to make, to make it about us. 
but I believe that everybody should to take it on like take on life like a sage. A sage is someone who literally comes out, who's who's made it in advanced years in life, and all they want to do is have the opportunity to give back to people, whether it's advice, whether it's uh, wisdom, whether it's to help someone. But that's the way they live their life. If we were to live our lives like that, where we're always giving out we're always giving to someone, helping them get to the next level, it can make so much more of a difference. Uh, you know, of course, we have to also, also continue to put back into ourselves. We have to fill ourselves both physically, spiritually, and mentally in the process so we can continue to give out. Because if you continue to give out without filling yourself up first, what begins to happen is that you begin to get stale and all of a sudden you're not as very helpful as you thought you could be. So it has to be twofold in the process. But the motivation behind all of it, but behind you filling yourself up is to give back out to others. Well, I love that concept of giving to others because that's what the foundation of creative society is. Personal responsibility, what can I do for you? When I do that, I receive as well. We're going to ask our IT uh, producer to play a quick video of the eight foundations, and then we will talk. I'll go explain a little bit more about them at the end and where they came from at the end of the video. Thank you very much. Yes, so the eight foundations of the Creative Society and how did, how did we come up with them? So what happened was for the past nine years, volunteers of Alatra International Public Movement have been conducting social surveys and interviews with people from all over the world, from every country of the world, people were asked, how do you envision the Creative Society, this perfect society in which all people will live a good, safe, stable, happy life? And based on those millions of answers that we received, the eight foundations were, um, were created. And what they represent is the wants and the needs and the desires of all the people worldwide. And that is why they're so important today. And Daryl, I know you took a look at them and uh, you read them all and you said that the third foundation uh, resonated with you. So why don't we see it on the screen and I'll read it. It's human safety. Human safety, no one and nothing in society has the right to create threats to the life and freedom of a human. Every human is guaranteed free provision of essential life necessities, including food, housing, medical care, education, and full social security. Scientific, industrial, and technological activities of the society should be aimed exclusively at improving the quality of human life. Guaranteed economic stability, no inflation and crisis, stable and same prices around the world, a single monetary unit, and a fixed minimum taxation or no tax. 
the security of human and society from any kind of threats is ensured by a unified global service that deals with emergency situations. So Daryl, maybe you can tell us a little bit of why this foundation resonated with you. Well, the reason why it resonated with me is that I, I saw that it is an opportunity for us to be human first. I think a lot of times that uh, we think we're human, uh, but when it comes to helping people, when it comes to having everybody have the opportunity to have right to education, right to free speech, right to the things that people need in life, the basic necessities, everybody has that right. But I also saw when I was looking at that and reading through that, one of the things I also saw was that people also have the right to, to not interfere with them with themselves getting those things a lot of times because and this is where where why i love motivating people because a lot of I've, I've come across a lot of people who don't feel they have the right to those things they don't feel that they deserve it because of what they've done or how they've how they've been dealt with in their past and things of that nature i think we have to probably start with getting people to understand is that you have the right you have the ability to be able to be be a part of the creative society by starting with creativity with yourself first so you can move into the point where you can help others be creative as well. I love that. Daryl, in your profession and what you deal with, there's probably a million different reasons why people end up with you in a treatment center. How important though is it to have a society that is helping people not be there in the first place? How important is that peace of mind and that safety net? And will it play a role in letting you know working you out of business someday <laughs> if well you know what that that would that would truly be uh something that would be great to see that people can can literally get to a place where they can see life differently uh as we know drugs alcohol things of that nature have a tendency to cloud people's judgment cloud people's mind and then over a course of time helps people stay in a mode of depression anxiety thing uh you know uh, you know things of that nature that come along with that. And when we are able to put ourselves in a position where we can show people the light and show them that there's a better way and they receive that as we're getting the better way, then what happens is that you have people who are gonna be productive and be able to reach back and help others in the process. That's one of the things I love probably uh, so that I love so well is watching people who at one time were struggling, had no hope, had no future, and then all of a sudden, Got, had the information given to them, had the opportunity given to them, and more importantly, begin to discover that they were more than they thought they were, and they start flourishing. And then when they start flourishing, they start going back and reaching out to the people who are not, to the people who were like they were, and being able to pull them up. That's one of the biggest areas I think that's huge and could play a, a vital part in the creative society. That's amazing. Yes, to talk to the person and to actually have them make that decision and get out of this hole that they uh, put themselves in. That's, I'm sure that's a good feeling for, for you, definitely. Um, and also, I know you said that the Sixth Foundation also uh, resonated with you. Let's, um, let's take a look at it. I will read it and then we'll talk about that one as well. And number six is development of personality. Every person in the creative society has the right to comprehensive development and personal fulfillment. Education should be free and equally accessible to all, creating conditions and expanding opportunities for a human 
to implement his or her creative abilities and talents. So tell us a little bit about uh, why this one. The reason why that one is because one of the things that I see that the gap between someone actually uh, being being instilled in their in their addiction and someone who is not is personal personally developing the personality. I think in the process where you where you where you provide education, where you provide uh, resources, where you provide uh, things that people need in order to come out of that situation uh, plays a vital role. And then being able to to flourish and for them being able to go to another level in their life that they've never been to before. And the only way that can be, can, I can help it, it can happen is through developing that personality trait uh, that gets you into that place. A lot of people don't know how to act when they get there sometimes. So if you, if you're teaching them, if you're educating them on what that looks like uh, in general, then what happens is that they begin to take it, see how their talents, gifts, and abilities fit in that, and then they begin to move in that direction. And then when they begin to move in that direction, it makes it a lot easier for them to go back and find others and help them and help them lead the way to another, to a better form in life. Daryl, if you're looking at, when we look at development of personality, it's something that we have to instill in children early age. How important is it and could it play a role in the prevention of some of the addictive behaviors you see if we begin to instill some of this education in our youngest children? The education portion that we still in our youngest children are very important. I think along with that though, when you talk about, when you talk about that, I think you need, and this is my opinion, but I think you need both entities, both parents in the home, leading them in the way uh, to be able to, to be able to give them a, a, a rounded, ability to be able to move forward in that society. So when you talk about instilling it in the kids, you know, we could tell them everything until we blew, until we're blue in the face. But how many of us know it's never about what you do or never about what you say. It's always what you do. That's what they follow. So when we start following and doing the right things, they begin to follow in the exact same pattern. Even if it gets to a point that maybe along the way they get drawn off, maybe they go astray just a little bit, because of what you instilled in them, it becomes a beacon to help get them back on track. It may not necessarily be in what the time frame we think it is, but it is, there is a time frame that draws them back just about each and every time. Yes, I like what you say. Definitely as a mother, I can see that. It doesn't matter what you tell them. They always follow what it is that you do. Anything you do, you know that sure enough, they're gonna, the kids are going to follow it. So absolutely lead by example, definitely. And you as, know, as a grandfather of 14, I can relate to that. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, I'm sure you can. You've seen it in practice. Yes. Yeah, they tell me what to do pretty much. So. <laughs> and uh, also on your website, um, I noticed a, a quote that um, you have, and it's by Abraham Lincoln. And it says, the best way to predict your future is to create it. How would you tie that into building the creative society? Understanding that you have the ability and you have the talents, you have the gifts to be able to come up and make your life the best life it possibly can be. That, that power is in your hands. And when you begin to realize it's not about, it doesn't matter who's in office, it doesn't matter who, uh, who who's in power, who's in this, you have the ability. You have what it takes in order to be, be able to get there. So it, to be 
and part of the creative society, I feel you have to be number one, not just creative, but you have to realize the, the power that lies within. What's on the inside of you that drives you every single day? What's on the inside of you that makes you want to do your gifts, operate in your talents, help other people in the process? What is it on the inside of you that gets you to that place that you cannot rest until you get there? So when you begin to operate like that and you begin to realize the benefits of having that kind of mindset, it really, you begin to notch yourself with other people and begin to work together. Somebody's talents may be different than yours, but just like you need their talents, they need your talents. They need your gifts. They need your input, just like you need theirs. So it has to be at a position where you see yourself as moving forward to be able to be able to form a more creative society in the process. Wow. That is extremely powerful. And it's so true. It begins with us. And then we begins with, like you said, connecting us to others and then become working together, which is a perfect segue. We want to hang out all day long with you, Daryl, but we can't um, because it won't let us. So uh, we do believe in the power of connections and what we call the rule of six handshakes. Uh, we are simply connected by anyone else in the rule by six connections or less. Is there anyone in your network that you believe would be a great guest in our show that you would believe would like to come here and talk about their vision of a better world and a creative society? All right, there is a young man by the name of Jesse Ross, who uh, who is also, uh, uh, he's more than a LinkedIn friend. I've had a chance to spend a little time with him in a workshop he did here in Minneapolis a couple of years ago, and I keep in touch with him uh, quite regularly. And one of the things I love about it, he's always trying to help people personally develop. He's always trying to help the underprivileged get to where they desire to be in life. And he not only is he a powerful motivational speaker and a powerful coach, but he's also a powerful humanitarian. Uh, he just had a, a, a cold drive in one of our parts of Minneapolis uh, where, where you have a lot of underprivileged people there. And he had a cold drive for kids who were who so they wouldn't go, go without a coat this uh, this this year and I mean it was it was a very huge success for him and he might still have coats coming in even to this point so I, I love his heart I, I love his inspiration I, and I love the things that he reaches out and does for people on a regular basis so Jesse Ross would be my man in order to be held to be talked to next about uh, the creative society Amazing. Thank you so much, Daryl. We would love to connect with Jesse Ross and have him um, on our program as well. And um, before we um, go offline, I would like to remind our viewers, if you would like to learn more about the project Creative Society, if you have any ideas, if you would like to find out more, visit alatraunites.com. Also, if you would like to join, you will see the red join us button in the top right. Um, join us. There's three options. You can pick a language. Um, this is a volunteer project. It's done. It's created, you know, by people for all the people in the world. And this is our way to create a better future for ourselves, for our kids, for the future generations. And we can truly live in a peaceful world. And uh, as we say, we do not need a revolution. We need an evolution. And this is a project that unites millions of people already worldwide. And more and more people are joining today as we all know that uh, the consumerist society we live in today is hitting a dead end and we need a change. And uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful project. This is our chance um, 
to actually create this incredible world in which we will all be happy. And Daryl, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there last minute words that you would like to tell our viewers? The only thing I like to close out and saying is that always remember this, is that to always be moving forward. No matter where you are in your life, whether things seem stagnant or things seem bleak, let me tell you something. I think we've all learned something uh, from what's happened in 2020. And we, regardless of things that happen, whether it started off slow for you, whether it started off as tragedy for you, no matter where you are in your walk right now, you can get to the place you desire to be from where you are right now. All you have to do is remind yourself of that who you are and what's on the inside of you and, and the force that's driving you to, make, to be the very best you you possibly can be. Thank you so much, Daryl. It was a pleasure to meet you, Steve. Always a pleasure to see you on the show. And until next time, have a good night. Mm -hmm.